This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, we're back with a Fast X edition of Off the Break Podcast. Was there supposed to be a pun in there somewhere? I was going for it, and I... I Stumbled, Kyle. He stumbled. It fell very flat. It's weird to watch, isn't it? It fell very flat, yeah. We just talked about this with you. For the first time, I I tripped over my tongue. For the first time in the two years, Cody. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Cody. No, Kyle and I had a conversation earlier about how damn clever you are and that... Kyle only gets it here at the office. I get it all the time at home, in the car, whenever. I said, but it's pretty spectacular when he stumbles. <laughs> and then you stumbled at the start of the podcast. And you got to witness it. So in a way, we're complimenting you because it doesn't happen yeah. very often. See? But Aren't we like nice? We willed it into fruition. This time it happened on camera. On camera. Audio. <laughs> Perfect. All right. It happens, people. So, Fast X. Huh? Boom, boom roasted. Boom roasted. <laughs> something, something, Fast and Furious, <laughs> which is the plot of every Fast and Furious yeah. movie. I feel like Vin Diesel in between Fast and Furious shoots on a yacht. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just bloated and out of place. <laughs> That's how I feel. As muscular as his arms are watching him in this movie, there were times where the, the white tank top definitely was stretching a little. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's like they missed some CGI in parts to help with that. But, I was hey, it I, happens to all of us. I was getting so many memes yesterday about Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto in his wedding pictures mm-hmm. in a wife beater. Yep, in the movie. <laughs> in, in the a, movie. Yeah, as, as like this character. one or yep, this one. As, they show it three different times. He, fi- he finally gets. He, I, they're not married. Yet. I mean, I always he's assumed, on the run. I always assumed they were, but no, I guess I it happened on the run. Yeah, I always dude. Assumed... How can you? How can you remember the plots yeah. of these? They're movies? on the run, but they're also very religious and want to yeah. make sure they fulfill they, their. They get it in at the end. Yeah, they get well, it. In. But I... he's it had a wedding and a wife beater, and it's just hilarious. I thought that it's they would have so done a brand. wedding like a desert wedding, a la Kill Bill, like a little chapel. No one no. heard heard of. Nope. They went to outer space in the last one, Cody. Go yeah. big or go home. Wait, you okay. thought there was going to be class in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about this because obviously it's the big opener this weekend. And so far its projections are $7.5 million, at least as we're recording on Friday. For Thursday for early th- shows. For Thursday, for Thursday the last one did seven point one and opened to $70 million. So we're expecting in that range. Yeah, although a lot of the trades and I would say even Universal itself does not expect that much. I think they're thinking the 60, 55 to 60 range for well, this yeah. opening. Yeah, which I don't know why there's any reason not to be bullish about this. With yeah, we got to we got to have enthusiasm. We got to have hope that these things are going to be good. <laughs> we got to have hope for the Fast and Furious. Yeah. We got to have we faith. Know, we know that the this family. weekend, the first one will is where it's going to make all of its money. Yeah, and we do know that it'll probably have a big drop next week. Yeah, and we know these things going into it. Yeah, water so we, is wet. Yeah, the sky is still blue. on the first week, or at least for us, is covered with fire and smoke. So I but... just like the first week to be a little bit bigger than expectation because mm-hmm. I'm expecting the drop <laughs> to be bigger than previous drops. Plus, after ten of these movies, you have to expect at some point even the most diehard of fans are like this is getting a little old. Like we, we don't need to see this immediately. Yeah. Yeah. The pre-sales on it, I heard were not 
great. Mm-hmm. Does but you know, post pandemic, I don't know why everybody worries about pre-sales because consistently there's only been one or two films where the pre-sales indicated a massive opening. And I think the biggest one that was kind of a surprise was Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. That one burbled up big pre-sales. But yeah. really, since then, there hasn't it been was, the... It was Spider-Man and yeah. the other one, Jesus Revolution, which only opened to 15 That's million. That's true. <laughs> right, mean, but but there was... It quite... was some excitement in pre-sales, and mm-hmm. people were like, what are these at the theater? They're right. Like, oh, we actually have right. tickets sold for this? <laughs> because pre-sales are a thing of the, the past currently. I Yeah, I just don't think that there is that emotional need to be the first one to see things right away i think uh, see the films right away i think people it's more of like a gut thing like hey what are we doing let's go see a movie tonight and it's really like that almost almost laissez-faire attitude towards it now or or oh sorry ken did you see the trailer for meg 2 i've already rented the theater out for three three shows i'm so excited yes (laughs) it looks even more bonkers than the last movie was <laughs> oh, it's, it's, and that towed the line between like serious and comic book yeah, yeah. It was, and this one looks even more insane <laughs> he literally fights it like six different times he hand to it, hand he kicked it in the nose yeah <laughs> he was hand-to-hand combat with this thing three different times <laughs> in the trailer so anyway yes we're on board for that more than fast and furious but yeah i i think trades do need to calm down with when it comes to pre-sale stuff because mm-hmm. on top of what you were saying audiences i don't think feel the need to worry so much about getting something in advance at least getting tickets in advance for movies i think yeah. if they do go the opening weekend they'll show up and just hope that there's a spot yeah i kind of think we're back to that a little bit there's or it's that day pre-ticket sales like mm-hmm. it's like okay we've decided today we're gonna go to a movie well, yeah I think it's, it's not we've decided next week we're gonna go to a movie so mm-hmm. i just don't know i mean i even have a lot of theaters now not even putting up advance tickets until maybe the week before like really just they don't because we're not getting information like run times yeah and things and you know the i have a big gripe but with fast x because universal wanted this film they want advanced tickets on sale for it so far in the future that we had okay locations- yeah we had locations just, yeah, putting them on February. in February. They didn't have a runtime. Now it gets to May. The film is finally coming out, and the runtime is different than the approximate that they gave us mm-hmm. back in February. So when you put tickets on sale and you dedicated a screen to it, it had the wrong show times. It just it it didn't give you enough space because what you thought was the amount of space in between each show time for cleaning ended up not being the correct amount. Yeah. So I am just counseling all my clients. Don't, don't worry about advance tickets. Don't put, don't buckle to the pressure of the studios to get that money out there because they're just trying to create false hype because really they're not even done with their movies (laughs) enough to give us proper run times for this. There's movies that still don't have VFX done by the time it releases. Like how many, headlines that we heard this past year where they're like oh turns out they re-delivered the movie because one part of the movie wasn't completely finished that has happened a few times yeah, I mean, happened, spider-man comes to mind it happened mm-hmm. with air it happened with air yeah <laughs> we got a second second because there was something the funky with the first batch yeah. it yeah. was it was ridiculous so yeah i don't think we worry about advanced tickets i think if you do do them a week maybe two sometimes you know part of the 
issue with advanced tickets is that if you're in an area with competitors, like especially the big three chains, you'll see them put tickets up just anytime you're allowed to do it. And, and sometimes before and you're then, allowed to do yeah, it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then you think, oh, I'm going to lose out because somebody's going to see they're getting it, not me. Well, no, they can just get away with nobody's it. Nobody's looking that far in advance. Yeah. That's, so, that's true. Like, you, yeah, you might have missed out on one or two diehard people, but. The reality is most people are making that gut decision one or two days before. Yeah, most people are, are normal and not myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a learned behavior since the pandemic. Like, yep. You don't plan. I mean, it's not a vacation. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a vacation. It's not a trip overseas. It's a movie. Yeah. So you're going It's a trip to, into town. You're assuming that there's going to be tickets available for this movie because that's the mm -hmm. way it's it's been the and last if they're not years. you're gonna be like okay i'll try another night like yeah. it's just no, really we all live with so much disappointment now yeah since the <laughs> pandemic like walking into a store and oh there's no toilet paper okay like i guess i just we'll try again just yeah crap in the bushes <laughs> like, <laughs> use the house plant leaves yeah exactly it's just everybody everybody lives in that disappointment mode a little bit to where it's like oh this isn't the worst thing that's happened to me this year <laughs> i just feel <laughs> Like the greediness of having to see movie like that is tapered off a little bit. Yeah, especially. It's just calmed. Mm -hmm. Not that people don't want to see these films or there's not excitement, but it's just calmed a little bit, which is nice, I think, for operators that they're not, you know, so slammed. There's still urgency to see the movie, but it's but but not um when it comes to buying the tickets, yeah, they still will see it on the opening weekend and mm -hmm. the next the next two weeks after that. But they're not going to be urgent to get tickets all the way out in February no. when it's a May release. That was so silly. Well, let's hear Kyle's very calm, relaxed, measured yeah. review of this film. <laughs> As compared to the movie, which was the exact opposite of that. How yeah. is it not fast XXX? Because <laughs> we're not like... at movie 13 yet. Or 30. 30. <laughs> Which in time, that will 30. be what happens. We'll, well I was there. thinking like we'll three there, X's, and we're at 10, so I'm like, 13 he was already, X's, but, but he was 30 already, makes more he sense. He was already triple X. He could have been, he could have met his, you know, other brother who looks exactly like him, a la, you know. Vin Diesel CGI. <laughs> dual Vin Diesel's on, <laughs> on camera. It's the same movie anyway. Can multiverses... Multiverses and movies are popular now. Like Fast and Furious will have a triple X crossover. They went to outer space. Come on, let's let's <laughs> let's go to this idea. I mean, he and John Cena are related somehow. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the family look. The, the family doesn't make any sense. Is it Momoa <laughs> yeah. and Statham and uh, what's his French face or what's his uh, Welsh face are all Luke, related to Luke Evans? Yeah. Yeah. Are they all related to? I think or only Statham and Luke Statham Evans. and Luke Evans are. Jason Momoa is not. So Luke, um, Evans, Luke got... Evans is not even in this movie, which is still so ridiculous. But like everyone's got... in this movie, and I do mean everyone is in this movie. Oh Whoever... no! How is Luke? Evans oh no! Not? How is Luke Evans not in these movies? <laughs> uh, How are he and Statham busy. related? Did he get all the hair? He got all of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Statham has to legally has to cut it and hand it over to Luke Evans. Here you are, sir. I'm pretty sure it's in every contract where he's like, I have to be bald. <laughs> oh my god. So it probably worked out that way anyway. Uh as for the movie, look, I'm just I'm not the best person to come to these, admittedly. I've gotten tired of them just because after ten movies of seeing the, like the same type of movie, it just gets old for me. I kind of felt that way after the seventh one, if I remember right. <laughs> 
Like th- that's what I mean though. They all yeah. they all just blend together. I mean, it does have its fun moments, like CGI car action. Yeah, there's cool moments, but it's just two and a half hours of that really fast paced editing, really just chaos and multiple quote unquote storylines that just have no reason to be stretched out for two and a half hours. I had a headache. <laughs> I was going to say, Kyle's review of it this morning was, it gave me a headache. It wasn't, it's good, it's great. No, it gave me a headache. That so, was it. I was like, oh, just sounds overstimulating. It is overstimulating. It was, imagine seeing Super Mario twice. <laughs> <laughs> like twice in a row. With way worse editing, and that's the and that's the movie in a nutshell. Again, it's like, about the same like amount of story and the same yeah amount of dialogue. Which Woo! which yeah, it creates it. It does have like a great theater experience to it because you know the big screen, the lights are down, the sound is great, the visuals do look cool. You see all of the sweaty biceps that you ever want to see bulging out of a tank top, but. I don't know. It's just 10 of these now. I'm good. I don't Maybe need... Maybe we need to see more than biceps then. I mean, we did get Jason Momoa in it. Did Maybe we a only calf? See... I don't know. Did we only see biceps? What was that? We got Jason Momoa. Did we only see biceps? Uh, no, he, he has um, his shirt unbuttoned halfway, so you do oh, see chest. A little peekaboo chest. <laughs> a little peekaboo chest. It's not enough for me anymore. But it's Jason not enough Momoa, for the moms out there. Jason Momoa is the best part of this movie. I mean, we are we get Bridgerton now. That's not enough for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've been uh, spoiled. <laughs> we get Jason Momoa's Instagram. And you're like, reels. <laughs> this is not enough for you us. You can watch Fast and Furious yeah. and just go... I've seen his Instagram. Yeah. Loin cloths galore there. Yeah. I know he fishes naked. I, yeah. I, what is, why are there clothes? What is happening? Yeah. Look, it, it's a good roller coaster ride in the theater, but it's just, there's been 10 of these for yeah. myself. I'm tapped out. I'm good. I just thought that this one would have been the, like the, the perfect stopping point, the perfect book. And you got 10 movies. Yeah. This could have been heartfelt, poignant <laughs> and he's going to try to go to 12 and it's like what that they, number is so weird you're pushing your luck scoob yeah but they could have like taken this this is number 10 we don't need a new storyline no we we wrap up all of the storylines we put in like real writing into this we yeah. get real writers <laughs> to to put everything put a bow on it yeah basically yeah and it's like now nah, let's just keep pushing the envelope because no. diesel knows he's not getting i think paid he after this. i think it and then that's fine if that's the strategy he wanted to go make him 90 minutes a, make him that's the strategy. quick 90 minutes so the theaters can get multiple showings don't do this two and a half hours thing where the audience is tired keep them like like crack just little hits at a time yeah no kidding this entire movie just was unnecessarily stretched and yeah. It's just frustrating because, like you said, it could have been 90 minutes and you still could do this three-part arc, whatever that's going on. Yeah, which also, movies being split into parts, I do want to, like, finish off with this, are just really starting to get annoying because it made sense, you know, years ago when we had, like, Twilight or Harry Potter to where they were big books that you talks about like it's been her like it's in the 50s you hear this but you're old yeah we are old (laughs) can can i just 
I remember Kyle wasn't when they old were to go to Twilight when they were trying to. Yeah, I remember when they were trying to cast Harry Potter, and I was nearly. I was a little bit older than the age of the kids they were looking for. That's how old Harry Potter is. Like in my, yeah, it's weird. No, we're the same age, Kyle. We're the same age as LeBron James. Yeah, (laughs) it's weird. We saw him get drafted. We're not witnessing him in his Lakers era. I was in high school first time. I was in the grade behind him. (laughs) I played against him. It was awful. It was horrifying. Um, It was a monster. So yeah. So yes, many eons ago, <laughs> I feel it when God. there when there were these big books that there was no way to put into one movie. Yeah, just split them into two. Okay, it's it's a money Let's grab, but there's the legitimate rings. legitimacy yeah. behind it. But when you have movies that aren't based on anything, Fast and Furious, Mission Impossible, Spider Man, like they're not big books that you're adapting. You're just making sequels and just calling them right. parts instead. Like there's no purpose behind it. It's so annoying. I don't know. I I think they're... Would you have titled the film something completely different? Like, Spider-Man no, is Spider-Man No Way Home? What? It's not a part of something. What would you have, instead of Homecoming or... Well, they already used Spider-Man 3. <laughs> they already <laughs> used Amazing Spider-Man 2. So... so. <laughs> I would just keep... I mean, the taglines are fine, but, yeah. like... And I think Spider-Verse, they do do like across the spider-verse and beyond the spider-verse but yes, they also they changed it yeah. instead of part one part two so that's fair like at least they did move away off that but it's like mission impossible dead reckoning part one and i think the other one's called dead reckoning part two i imagine but yeah. you don't you can just call it a different heading right. uh, awaken reckoning i don't nope. know no nope, i'm 100 in it's so much easier to follow yeah. I like how Fast has the number in the title every time. <laughs> Fate of the Furious. Fast Five. F4. Fast X. F9. I'm in on this. What's Fast 11 going to be? Uh, F11? I think that's what Ken said earlier. F11. F11. F11 and ever. And then like... Uh, yeah. Then Christopher Mintz pleases in it as McLovin. <laughs> McLevin. Make a cameo as like a arms dealer of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I would. I kind of would. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, see, we can make this work. <laughs> These movies are easy to make. They're just not hiring the right cast anymore. No, they absolutely are. I mean, Jason Momoa was a good Yeah, what I mean, are you I complaining do, about? I, I did like the new additions more than the cast I've seen for the last nine years. Yeah. Because it's routine to them, but these other actors are like, holy cow, this is fun. They had Kurt Russell in one, Cody. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Which one was that? They all roll into seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. There was literally a part of the movie where- The one with the submarine in the Arctic? There was- (laughs) You think I'm making this shit up? No, I know. I remember that was- I saw reels. It was like, what are the things in Fast that made you like tap you out? You know, that was so unbelievable it tapped you out. Oh, where to begin? And one was, I think it's in the submarine one where um, the rock grabs the missile. Mm-hmm. They drive up next to it, and he and he like pushes it, and it takes off. Yeah, like, I believe it. So I I saw part of that scene. There was there was a part in this movie, whichever number we're on now. Um, where they mention they, they they panned the camera to show like a character that was dead from some movies ago, and I leaned over to my buddy and was like, "Who's that? <laughs> Who's that supposed to be? That was his wife. What do you mean that was his wife? He's already married. Yeah, but he had another wife. He did. Yeah, 
that was in the movie that you liked. How did you forget that? <laughs> I'm like, I... even the one movie I liked out of this franchise, I don't remember details. Yeah, and I love the first, like, one, two, four, and five. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. But I tapped out, I think it was six, when they break into a high-rise and their sports cars on like the 80th floor in the United Arab Emirates. Yep. And then they have to get the cars down. So then they start jumping the cars between skyscrapers. Yeah, through and the... crashing into the, like having it drop levels and then crash through the doors and then turn around and do it again. <laughs> do it like 40 <laughs> times. <laughs> and it's like, even, even me full of testosterone was like, oh, guys, come on. That's a really tall building. Can we shorten it a little? Can we, can we use like the helicopter from Hobbs and Shaw where they like chain yeah. all together and fly it down <laughs> gently is, so I can somehow, rest my brain? Can we use a nanobot fueled Idris Elba <laughs> to somehow fight this battle? Yeah, that'll, that'll make it way more grounded, Ken. <laughs> yeah, see. You know, give me some science here. You know what's so funny is that I've not watched any of them except for the first one. I love the first one, but that was teenage Cody back in the day, and many ever, many, many eons, eons ago, ago Jesus, well, ago. And you're just, I, you're just ruining the day for everyone. I still yep. cannot drive up next to a semi without thinking I can go under it. I can make this. That, that will never change. I'm like, my car is low enough. Well, maybe not my car now, but for a while. I was going to say the pickup that you the, drive? No, when I was in the Buick, the grandma car back in the day, I was mm-hmm. like, I could just right that. So it has left an impression, a cultural impression with me. But that's, yeah. that's where I'm at. That was my level yeah, that of... Was the, practical effects of the first just back when they were grounded with a the tad idea bit that, of realism that you would actually just under mm-hmm. a semi was like oh, this this is amazing they're so crazy what did they steal in the first movie like vhs's dvd players dvd players <laughs> was awesome yeah they were stealing Oof, D- and those were rare back they were then. stealing dvd players and the movie wasn't even on dvd <laughs> yeah it was movie, like an idea. The first movie I bought on DVD was Too Fast, Too Furious. Fitting. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. How about uh, we move on to some All of our right. topics for yeah. today? Yeah, let's let's get through these fast and furious. Okay. Go, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, Go, Kyle. <laughs> to, vroom, vroom. to start off with, we'll give an update about the writer's strike that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Actors Guild has decided to put to a vote on whether they can join the strike or not to show support to it i would imagine that it's going to be um voted yes for them to join because they also want work and without writers writing projects they won't have work and they also to benefit from residuals Mm -hmm. so i think any uh party that that benefits from the streaming residuals is going to be interested in this in the strike there's residuals there's voice acting there's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that are affected by this um this strike and also the introduction of ai and things like that that they right. have to really protect themselves against oh yeah yeah moving so forward it, it's the combination of emerging technology that they want to get ahead of um on any f- future problems and just the fact that now that they've had the great experiment of direct-to-consumer streaming they n- now know where their deficiencies are and they want to address those as well but i have a real bone to pick with them yeah the screen actors guild when they created sag sag was still a word with sag okay sag 
<laughs> it wasn't like it was uncommon nomenclature like you know this it, is lit or fire or right. like you didn't he was like oh yeah but it was always sad you couldn't come up with anything better this is why they need the writers and only need to support the writers okay because <laughs> they couldn't have come up with a better acronym <laughs> yeah this is this is a garbage acronym <laughs> sag has never been good who ever wanted anything to sag I ever mean, sag is a common word but it's also like the dumpiest word at the same time yeah. like sag isn't a word where you're like oh that has a nice ring to it right sag yeah. sag <laughs> no so we'll have them and we'll have the directors you know they'll come on board too i think they'll all come on board yeah but. so hopefully that fast tracks this before anything starts getting delayed or pushed back and right we start seeing where's product come to fruition but um yeah, only time will tell us some more, but that was just an update that we thought to no, spread the, on. The last one, you know, af- affected things slightly. I mean, this was like 07 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was 15 years ago, 16 years ago, but Woof. it's going to be the Sorry. S- <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Go Thank on, you. Ken. What were you after, saying? After I graduated high school. I know. <laughs> A couple years after we graduated high school. <laughs> Midst of our college years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, community college years for some of us. <laughs> okay, what's the next topic? Uh, well, this was a topic Cody and I had in the office that we right. wanted everyone to hear us on. Right. We had this conversation about uh, film ratings. Like, mm-hmm. it always comes up whenever we discuss films. We always are like, okay, what's the rating? What's the potential commercial outcome? Like, ratings surprisingly play a big part. Ratings are not legislated. It, it, in the sense that there's no national like rating system that is in law that you have to abide by. These are all like just voluntary, voluntary compliance in voluntary compliance of an kind of sort of industry standard. But what we're finding is there is no industry. There's no standard in this industry and that, and that's getting annoying. And Kyle brought this up because it seems like all these movies are pushed, are being pushed in this PG 13 rating. And I think we talked about this after Boogeyman had a PG-13 and about my father had a PG-13. And it was just like... These... Plus, plus also, we mentioned Guardians, Volume 3, and yeah. uh, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Like, yeah. all of these are just so vastly different movies for such different age demographics that when you lump them all into PG-13, like, what does that mm-hmm. essentially mean? Like, right. is it really like a general audience rating or is it like for ages 13 and up but that's kind of what it's for but it can be very loosey-goosey because because like on a marvel film maybe not guardians but a lot of them people take their little kids to it people take you know six seven eight nine year olds to these films because they're really not that scary or they're not that traumatizing Mm -hmm. so they're more of like just a PG film. Really, they should be in that PG rating. What there's really no like what tips the balance of an older or a preteen versus a younger child other yeah. than maybe something like animation. But we, I feel like we have the ratings in place to have a little bit more nuance with them, but they go in front of this board. This board has a checklist, but it's just it's still up to interpretation and I think the studios fight for a rating they want and then they see that PG-13 is more lucrative. So then they'll take out an F word or they'll take out something to get into this. But then they're just lumping everything in this one rating 
that's really not telling anybody anything. Plus, if I remember right, the last major change um, that the rating system had was like the inclusion of PG-13, I believe. Like, what was mm-hmm. it around Temple of Doom and some other movies like really caused that rating so. to go into effect because PG started to get like more, more violent. into violent and mm-hmm. adult territory in a way. So yeah, no, it's we're great. just years later, and maybe it's time for that update. Maybe Sorry, I, Ken, you can go. No, I do think that we need a, a com- not a complete overhaul. I think we just need a complete reimagining of what the tiers are. Like, there are a lot of movies that are considered PG now that I would just say are G. <laughs> you don't like. I put my kids in front of a lot of Disney films that are PG that are like obviously a lot of the, the animated ones. Yeah, yeah, these are Gs. Like. Minions does not need to be PG. That can be straight up G in my book now. When I was growing up many years ago, sorry, I'm going to keep <laughs> yeah. doing this all episode now. Um, Tarzan came out and that was G rated, but it got into dark territory towards the tail end of the movie. I mean, it shows like the villain's shadow being hung by a vine. <laughs> like that's the climax of the movie. And that was a G rating. And now Minions is PG because a fake yellow creature shows a butt maybe yeah. <laughs> right which i mean it's all little little kids in those in yeah. those screenings so i think that we need to rethink that and and in my book i g is general audience it's like it's in the description so that's everybody that's minions that's your disney little mermaid should probably be g you don't I'm really shocked. it's pg to be you honest. don't really thought... need the pg and yeah. then i think there should be a PG where maybe you have more live action where it's more, where it's not animated, where it's like actual more simulated violence. Like there, there is that, then that level. And then a PG 13 could be something that you would want teenagers to go to. Maybe not as little, little kids. Yeah. But then and I actually think, stick to it. But then I think there needs to be, and then it goes right to R, mm-hmm. which R has so many issues in of itself. We're finding there are theaters out there that refuse to play ours, even if even if the rating is only because there's one bad like NF bomb in yeah. it, and and then it or it's R rated because there's gratuitous rape and violence yeah. like that. That to me says we need to reevaluate this. And R is restricted. No air. The movie Air and right. Human Centipede are both rated R. Yeah. How is that? <laughs> for vastly different reasons. Right. For vastly different types of adults. So I like in the video game and TV ratings, they have TV or video game MA, mature mm-hmm. audiences. I feel like that would be what I, when I talk to my clients, what I call light R. You know, the R's for like a few F-bombs or a little bit of violence. But sure. they're, for whatever reason can't be pg-13 those light I mean, air could have been pg-13 yeah. it, sh- it that, probably that should have been thing that they did it yeah i mean it had maybe four f-words in it i don't even remember no i don't either i mean we're adults also like it's no, normal it for just, us it just but... crossed the it, it crossed the line somewhere but it's like the count why did yeah. they cut it down to a pg-13 yeah People said frickin' all the time in the 80s. Yeah, the story could have, the story still hits. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, and this is the exact problem. It really probably shouldn't be a PG 13 because that's not, in my opinion, a movie that teenagers are really going to want to see. It should just be a T, like a MA, mature audiences. There's going to be some F bombs. Like Go that, at it. That in between where teenagers are probably not going to see it, but it could be good for teenagers, but, but, but it, adults mainly will see it, but they don't want to see anything gratuitous yeah. or 
super scary need, or horrific. We need something for the adult audience that does, like you said, doesn't want to go to the extreme, which would be an R, restricted. Mm-hmm. These are just, know that this is the red line of filmmaking or of the movies. You're going to be uncomfortable, but there's this whole other genre that's like, not for little, that's more mature for, than for kids, but not that red line. And that's where I think we're getting lost. I mean, I, you go, Ken. Sorry. I think we cut this out, and instead of having an MPAA, we just do it regional. Every theater has their own rating system. <laughs> that would be <laughs> awesome. So, that would be interesting. By, by, <laughs> by theater, by town, by county, by state, by region, we just break it all out. You just know that there's probably going to be parents in any sort of region that will have criticism of oh. that i mean they already do to in begin utah with, it's all it's, but it's, it's all ma it's gonna be a hot mess no matter ma what. and g yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a hot mess and you're gonna have complaints no matter what come with your own system this system right. doesn't carry any weight there's no there's no reason i think though that for, for marketing exist. and for some you want some standardized ability ability to know at least a little bit what's in it like so I, I don't, I don't think uh, <laughs> a rating system across the board I think works better. But I, I think it needs some tweaking in our modern world. No, you pick places like Texas and you rate it by the amount of chilies. <laughs> Not guns. No, pew, pew, no, it's like three, like five bullet of, holes. That might be can't go. Of spiciness. Everywhere else, it, I might be too close to for comfort. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean just. Screw it. Throw it out. Let's see what happens. Let's see what you guys come up with. One of these is going to work way better than the system we have. I'm just saying the system we have works if you add an MA and adjust the G and the PGs. Well, there is like the, I mean, it's not really a thing anymore, but there is like the NC-17 rating. Pretty much you would just be abandoning that, bumping down, or no, bumping up the R rating to almost that territory. And then the MA rating would be... right. If you want to visualize it that way. This is Cody, like, preaching for the patriarchy. She, like, wants it to stay more the same. I want it to stay more the same. I don't want to. I just want to add MA, mature audience. Like the the grandma rating. The PGs, like, you got the the little indicator symbols. You just need to tweak what they're for. And the industry also needs to make more movies. I'm going to add a toddler. I'm going to add, like, a child. A teenager, grandma, which is the MA, and then like scary. Man, if I told grandma my grandma that people... scary, scary like biker dude is restricted. I tell you what, if if I told my grandma that there's a movie of right up her alley that's MA, I don't think she would be on board with it. If I explained like, to her what MA means, she'd mature be like, audience. Oh, no, I'm not mature. <laughs> that that sounds too much. Sounds like too much. <laughs> I literally had a phone call with her the other day, and she's like, why are all the movies so violent and sexual and mean? And I'm like, really? Because I don't think there's any, like, <laughs> I don't think it's like that at all. I was like, can you name these movies yeah. that are sexual yeah. and violent and mean? I just want to make a quick list. <laughs> grandma, what are you watching? Yeah, what are you watching, Grandma? <laughs> and can you, can you let me know which channels? Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me your login. But it but it is really just such different it's just such a big generation gap. And I think that also comes on with the rating system. Like generations have passed to where there is some tweaking that needs to be happening. Oh no, I'm from Iowa. You have a five ears of corn for something that's really aggressive. 
you know, or, I'm or maybe in. I'm all in on this. <laughs> no, no, no. The Iowa brain system I, is corn. I, I got it. It's one piece of corn, but the scarier or more sexual it is, the corn peel starts coming uh, down. That's just thinking too much. It exposes more of the corn. Yeah, but then you like have to you like button it all up for the conservatives. I would, then, I would get too caught in the weeds about like measuring just how much it's revealing and like uh, that's just stick with only ears of corn. Yeah, no, I like the reveal of the corn, like a half a reveal of the corn. You want a little tease? <laughs> yeah, or John Deere tractors, or I, <laughs> I could get into this. <laughs> I think every state should have their own rating system. Sign me up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How much butter is on the corn? Cody's like yeah. getting really intimate with this idea. No, I'm just <laughs> thinking like... of super, like a John Wick would be like full exposure of the corn. Why? See, no, I would disagree with that. I yeah, would right. say it's like. So you would button up maybe the lower like. <laughs> it's corn, it's corn in, in hot pants. Corn in, well, <laughs> you mean it's corn with the butter dripping down. We're getting in the but, weeds here. But oh, okay. slightly. Anyway. Half butter. That's corn of the bullet hole through its forehead. Yeah. <laughs> corn being eaten. But I think I think we've vented enough. I think yeah. we've proven our point. We just we just need some tweaking to be done. So that way we're gonna we match campaign up for for MA. I'm gonna campaign for it. We're gonna put it on our site. We're be, we're gonna be like we're gonna change light R's to MAs. And get more PG, actual PG movies. Yeah. Please. Yeah. You know what really bothers me? Just my last point on this is that we do a lot of booking for things like schools or nonprofits or like community-based things. And especially in the schools, like if we want to do an end-of-the-year school kids series, we can't – everybody wants G movies because there's a policy that they don't have to send out permission slips Mm -hmm. for the most part – in most schools, I know there's always nuance. Jeez, so we can have so, Paw Patrol. So the, yeah, so they do G, so and they don't have to do, to do that. And there are like no G movies, like, except for like Paw Patrol, which it, what, fifth graders are not going to want to go see Paw Patrol for yeah. their thing. So I just would really like more G so we could get a Minions, which is usually something that is like very much asked for, but because it's PG, then they have to permission slip it out. It's really annoying. So. On a practical sense, I would like this in, the, in that scenario to be reevaluated. Yeah, more for me, it's about um, movies that are for different age groups of kids, not just for all kids. Yeah. And then you lump them up into the wrong rating, which is PG nowadays. And like, any, it, any parent knows that a little, like, a second grader and a fifth grader are so different in that school that it's... Yeah. I mean, I saw kids that were probably in fourth or fifth grade watching Guardians and... When it comes to Marvel movies, like this one was especially like darker and more uh, had had more serious stuff going on as compared to like you know Ant Man the Wasp. So I was just like glancing around, seeing if there was kids like freaking the heck out over mm-hmm. what they were witnessing, but they're all just stone cold. They were yeah. good. So like again, it's just a difference in the times to where it's like okay, we need to readjust like what PG means, what PG thirteen means. Like some Marvel movies yeah. could be PG, others could like this could be PG thirteen. Right. And even still, maybe a kid could handle it. But uh, but I think we've talked about this enough. Let's go on to – it was called the Pop Culture Roundup segment, but I think I'll just call it Cody's Roundup segment. I just feel like I had a lot of pop culture things took, I wanted to – one week off. I, could, every, I wanted to talk to everybody in the office about things. that came up this week in pop culture, she's like, this is going to blow your mind. Yeah, I was really <laughs> excited. Okay, number one, coming off Mother's Day weekend, I saw the sweetest post from Jack Black – to his mother and i didn't realize she was an aerospace engineer 
worked for NASA, was super accomplished in the 50s and the 60s when it was just very difficult to be a woman like scientist in general. Especially in the space race era where that was booming too. Yes. Yeah. So this news, this pop culture topic is some people have mothers. Some of those mothers are successful. Some people that are end of story no <laughs> it was it was well, for jack black like jack would, black yeah it was like, the shock of wait your mother wasn't okay this is how i explained it to kyle's like i was surprised because it was a aerospace engineer in the 50s and 60s i if he would have been like oh it w- i had a really hippie mother that like did wind chimes and communed with the crystals. Mm-hmm. I would not have been shocked at all. Like, we yeah, that sounds out. Not everybody lo- lives like Fableman's Cody. No, but but we the, thought Jack Black did. But we saw <laughs> the way Jack Black is, as creative and fun as he is, you would think he must have got that from creative a parents, fun, dynamic parent. Yeah, no, he had a extremely analytical, legit. Like, mom. She couldn't, she couldn't be fun also? No, I think she was. Maybe but... she plays guitar, too. I mean, it just proves that he has a right. very... She sings songs about her penis on <laughs> guitar. <laughs> she was so proud of it's that. Just all, it's just all copy and pasted from his mom, like everything yeah. he's ever done on stage <laughs> from his mom. Aerospace engineer by day. Mm-hmm. You know, penis scener by night. <laughs> okay, what's your next Okay, topic? so anyway, I just thought that was crazy. Like, it really surprised me. Okay, and I loved it how he had a great tribute to her. Then the next one was that apparently before Little Mermaid, Lizzo had, or before it cast uh, Melissa McCarthy, Lizzo had been championing to be Ursula. I want to see that so bad. I know Mermaid hasn't come out. I'm sure Melissa McCarthy did great. But I wanted me some Lizzo as Ursula with that sassy attitude. It makes makes more sense. So much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. She can sing and, oh. It would have been awesome. Um, Ursula has to have an energy to her. And Melissa McCarthy, I don't know. I think her energy era is gone now. I'm sure she could pull it off, but, you know. There needs to be a B-word vibe to to Ursula. A real, like, I don't mess you up vibe. Yeah. You said penis, but you didn't want to say bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to be nice. Okay, I want her to be a real, real bitch. And (gasps) real, like, I don't know fuck you up whoa yeah and i don't think melissa mccarthy can do that you know what i think if this was made three years later after all the excitement between florida and disney i think they should have cast jack black as a cross-dressing <laughs> ursula <laughs> no he's too sweet that's the problem it's that's like melissa problem. mccarthy too it's sweet. too sweet like there's a sweetness there no you need somebody that's like i'll shank you as a <laughs> i was gonna say sassy energy yeah but... <laughs> Sure, that also implies like a scary prison vibes. Okay, like a scary. I think we saw Little Mermaid very differently. I think we must have. I've been I've been on board with you until this whole shanky thing. Well, you don't think you would go into Ursula's lair and see all the little shriveled worm people and not be a little fearful that you could get stabbed? Then I don't think you're doing the right vibe at all. I'd be more fearful of turning into a worm. As compared to getting stabbed, but I would be like, I don't know what the hell's going on in here, and all everything's on the table is a possibility. I don't know what's going on here, but I might get stabbed. Yeah. I, I don't know what the yeah. hell's going on in this podcast. Okay. Next topic. Uh, I've been asking that for years. What could have been with Lizzo? And then the last thing was uh, we had Harrison Ford at Con getting a standing ovation for Indiana Jones Four. 
hopefully the final one. And I was just sad that, you know, everybody made a big deal about his wife being sat behind him close to Flockhart. And I was actually kind of sad for him because, you know, you're, this might be the end of his big, one of his iconic characters and stuff. And you just want to enjoy this moment. And it would be nice to have your partner right there next to you. Not Rather that than they, behind patting you on yeah, the shoulder. <laughs> I'm, I'm right behind you, honey. You did such a good job. So I just thought that that was sad. Like, it would be nice to have your partner right there next to you. I mean, if you're bringing them, you, obviously you want them there. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure he could have swayed them to go, hey, can you uh, give a seat next to I'm, my I'm wife? I'm Ford. I would like to... I think there's a reason why she's sitting in the caboose, Cody. I mean, he, he, is, a, no, it he was, is an actor. They, they all like the spot. No, when themselves. they got up there like, oh, oh, this is Ron. They're, they they it was well, not a reason. Again, Harrison Ford is also this, an actor and went, yeah. oh, geez, how, pff, well. well. They did this last year with Brendan Fraser, and he was sitting right next to his wife. Brendan Fraser does not carry as much water as Harrison Ford does. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why she was sitting behind him. This is about me. Yeah, because of that old grouchy. <laughs> this, I is, just, this is literally I, going to be my final one. If I had my moment, I would want you right next. Me. Yeah, I because you have you a heart. Me. I would want you right next to me too, but Harrison Ford, like Lizzo, is a real bitch apparently. <laughs> yeah. Except Harrison Ford would probably stab you. Yeah. Yeah. Probably stabbed lots of people. <laughs> I mean, he's tried to crash his plane into people before, so. That's true. <laughs> Try to take it all out. Yeah, I mean, the right thing to do would have been to try to get the his wife to go uh, sit next to him, but I just chalk it up to him being an actor and just laying it slide and think it's hugging the spotlight so many as much of, as i love him that so many of them don't like have great partners that you're like yeah they're a team and because mm-hmm. that's how you get through life you find a great partner and you no, be a team they're not they're not an acting team they're not a dynamic <laughs> duo well they're <laughs> like, like no one's ever asked for Harrison Ford and Callista Flockhart. We're not making this movie, movie together. We're not making no, this movie without her. she's not a good actress. Well, she never has been. Do you think he married her? He's like, you're a great actress. No. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for in a partner. Is somebody He would have married Meryl Streep if I, that's what he was worried about. I need a team. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it without you. Yeah. You would have picked up What's-Her-Face after Just... her and Steven Spielberg broke up. <laughs> like she's great we're great together <laughs> this makes a lot of sense i wasn't implying no, he, that no, he married but... some pretty doofus that can yeah. sit behind him in con fine but i don't want you to sit next to me now you you must sit behind me and support me from the back typical actor i'll be close to flockhart no problem <laughs> that's my comparison yeah. hell yeah <laughs> oh yeah are you kidding me People still know my name, and I haven't been anything for twenty years. Don't Honestly, this is a win-win for Ken, yeah. no matter what. So. Sign me up. I'll be close to Flockhart now. <laughs> I'll take care of Harrison Ford. What do you need, buddy? Before we get too far into this, I say we wrap up the show. <laughs> I don't think people want that many details. Yes, we must wrap up the show and have a discussion later. They both were looking at each other, pondering, should we go for it? Should we do it? No. No, we've already made Kyle uncomfortable enough today. Yeah. Ah, just another week. Get out and see Fast X, and then we've got like four medium openers next week, along with Little Mermaid. Oh, my gosh. Flash. Hey, there we go. Come on, machine. (laughs) Yeah. I know. We love you, Bert. Kandahar. Kandahar. 
I know we got a special uh, surprise for everybody watching uh, the YouTube video next week for our Machine podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for Machine. <laughs> <laughs> we going to see but it? I'm so like beat down that, that Sony's not marketing this very well. Yeah. <sighs> what could have been again? Yeah. Would have been the smash hit, a billion dollar franchise. I, I don't know. I feel like the potential is there for a Hanover level R comedy with him. Yeah, I know you're very excited. I'm so she, excited. She just lived through like they gave all these guys <laughs> opportunities. Like comedians got opportunities in like the 80s and 90s to yeah. make movies, and none of them made new money. How this I is, know this is like I mean I- Andrew Dice Clay got to make his own detective movie where he played Elvis. <laughs> And it didn't make any money, and that's exactly what this is. I, just I have himself. lived through it. The industry Remember goes what in happened circles. with Joe Coy in his, his movie with Universal? No, he was the first, he was the first step in this. Of yeah. these guys, yeah. yeah. I yeah, did no, not was... go over very well. You can sell out arenas. You cannot sell no, a movie. No, it went over like an Easter movie in <laughs> September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hopefully this is a great weekend for theaters, and we'll be back next weekend with Little Mermaid and all those other movies, which can make for an equally exciting weekend. Yeah. Little Mermaid and the Machine. (laughs) (laughs) And other. And other movies. Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.